1: Yeah, Steve. While we don't know exactly what the FBI was looking for, all indications and stories coming out of this is is it's just presidential records that were covered under the Presidential Records Act or a mishandling of confidential information. I, you know, it just seems to me, uh, as I know how these cases work, that this was a very um, grave situation uh, and, and a very heavy-handed tactics. Uh, that could have otherwise been handled less publicly and more discreetly to get these documents that allegedly work. And you're right, they, a affidavit would have been sworn out, would have alleged, you know, that crimes had been committed and that there was evidence uh, at Mar-a-Lago uh, in, that would support. Uh, you know, proving those crimes. I just, you know, I I think this is a, uh, you know, we have crossed a line that I'm not sure the republic is going to um, appreciate long term and the American people are going to Mm. need answers to a lot of these questions. The question, of course,
0: is why did the FBI raid the home of former President Donald Trump? What made them, 30 agents from the FBI, Storm in to Mar-a-Lago. You don't want to say they stormed in? What, did they walk in? Did they skip while they were enjoying a nice lolly? They did what they do. Abusing power, storming in. Just like Paul Manafort, just like Roger Stone. I don't argue that there aren't cases where they have to storm in. Then Neither of the three I just mentioned are those cases. And what was it all about? That was Matt Whitaker right there the former acting attorney general was it about documents that donald trump possibly took while he was president to mar-a-lago which you can argue would be against the law however there's a flip side to the conversation about the right that the president has and the idea of classified documents in and of themselves tony katz Tony Katz today, it's good to be with you. 833, got Tony. 833-468-8669. I wanted to break this up into a couple of of key component parts. Uh, First, I want to get into details. Uh, Then, as we know them. Then, uh, William Jacobson, Cornell Law Professor, the mind behind LegalInsurrection.com. He's scheduled to be with us. I'll get into my thoughts and how this plays out politically in a little bit. Donald Trump possibly, possibly had documents that he took from the White House. This has been a conversation that's been going on for months. a matter of fact, this has been a conversation that's been going on for so many months that there had already been conversations with the FBI and Trump people about what it is he may have in his possession. This has been an ongoing conversation, something that has happened publicly. You can argue that classified documents remain in classified locations, and taking a classified document from a location is indeed against the law. You can absolutely make That statement. However, there is another conversation, which is the idea about classified information in and of itself. The President of the United States can declassify anything. Just by stating it, talking about it, sharing it, doing anything that the President wants with it, He can declassify it. So is the act let, let's uh, let's say it's a, it's a it's a document, some uh, a letter that that Trump wrote or it was uh, Lord only knows what. pick your thing. By the act of taking it with him, is that the act of declassifying the document? Well, that's a great question. There is a way of looking at it that says yes. It is. One could argue, that maybe he shouldn't have but it is different than arguing that he has something classified that he shouldn't because the act of taking it could very well be the act of the declassification. Now this is not the first time we have ever seen that uh, somebody it was engaged with classified information that shouldn't be, if indeed that's the case. You remember the story of Sandy Berger. Sandy Berger was the national security advisor to Bill Clinton. And Sandy Berger took documents from the National Archives and put them in his socks. People like to think that this didn't happen. This happened. I can go back uh, to the the New York Post. January of 2005, the criminal probe into why former Bill Clinton aide Sandy Berger illegally sneaked top-secret documents out of the National Archives, possibly in his socks, has heated up and is now before a federal grand jury. That is a criminal act. If Donald Trump had documents that he took with him, you can argue he should not have done that. It's very hard to argue it is criminal when the president can declassify anything the president chooses at any time. So this could be the argument, the back and forth. A subject for you and me on a bar stool or people on cable news. It is not an argument for sending in 30 FBI agents. This is insane. Kevin McCarthy, House Minority Leader. Putting out, I've seen enough. The Department of Justice has reached an intolerable state of weaponized politicization. When Republicans take back the House, we will conduct immediate oversight of this department, follow the facts, and leave no stone unturned. Attorney General Garland, preserve your documents and clear your calendar. Is it a politicized Justice Department that engaged in this A warrant was signed by a judge, a judge who has uh, a pretty uh, sketchy uh, level of connections that's still getting kind of uh, played out, and we'll let that happen. Speaker Pelosi totally fine with this, expects the authorities must have had a justification for the raid saying on MSNBC, all I know about that is what's in the public domain. I was surprised that it flashed on my phone last evening, so I don't have too much to say, except that to have a visit like that, you need a warrant. To have a warrant, you need justification. And that says no one is above the law, not even a former president or a former, not even a president or a former president of the United States. Are we to believe that because they have a warrant, they have justification? this is about the political nature of the justice department and the fbi andrew mccarthy writing in the pages of the new york post where i assume it will also reside uh, at national review andrew mccarthy former prosecutor southern district of new york trump raid is not about classified documents it's about january 6th well of course National Archives officials had alerted the Justice Department months ago about missing records possible classified information violation. Okay. If there's a notification, 15 boxes of records were moved from the White House and shipped to Mar-a-Lago, the archives explain that much of the material should have been kept in government possession pursuant to something called the Presidential Records Act. Now, excuse me, got a little choked up there. The Presidential Records Act is 1978. It establishes the public ownership of all presidential records and developed the way that presidents have to manage their records. And under the act, the president is responsible for the management and keeping of presidential records and must separate personal records. And it allows the president to get rid of records that no longer have administrative, historical, or informational, or evidentiary value, but only after the archivist of the United States has been made uh, uh, available. Right, okay, we can, we can do this, okay, you can get rid of that. No, 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 we need to keep this, etc. Applies to records of all presidents and vice presidents began with the Reagan administration. So then the National Archives says, hey, we're missing some things like 15 boxes. Now, to tell you how long ago this was, Trump agreed to return some of the materials in January of 2022. This is August, people. So you mean this has been in the knowledge base for eight months. National Archives said that uh, when the things got returned, it included classified information. So... McCarthy's point is if that's true, it brings up a couple issues. If Trump didn't declassify the materials when he was president, um, then yeah, it's possible that securing them or having them in a non secure location was probably illegal. And while presidents unilaterally have the ability to declassify it, that only exists while they're in office. We, we get that. But the act of taking them could, you can argue, declassify them. So you can argue, as McCarthy lays out, that if you want to call it a crime, you go right ahead. You can absolutely positively say that. Part of this is about Section 2071. Section 2071, 18 U.S. Code. Whoever... Having the custody of any such record proceeding, map, book, document, paper, or other thing, willfully and unlawfully conceals, removes, mutilates, obliterates, falsifies, or destroys the same, shall be fined under this title or imprisoned not more than three years or both, and shall forfeit his office and be disqualified from holding any office under the United States. Oh. So this isn't about the fact that he had potentially classified information and that it's been known about for eight months, if not longer, eight months in the public view because we know when it got sent back. This is about January 6th. And Andrew McCarthy is absolutely, positively correct. That if you and and you're, I, I, I'm going to get into this more. You can't win on 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 impeachment, you can't win on on January 6th. You continue, you find the way to keep Trump out of office. Now, the Justice Department it wants to take a look at the classified information as McCarthy describes it to obtain the warrant to get to what they really want, which is evidence that would tie Trump to the Capitol riot. But if they can't get that, eh, they'll use this. That seems obvious. That it is clear that this is about not the, 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 the documents that they knew that the president had Rightly or wrongly, they knew he had. This is about a show to figure out how they can connect back. This is a show, a, a movement to figure out how they can bolster their January 6th claims, even though I would argue their January 6th claims aren't even working. They're doing whatever they possibly can to keep Trump from running. Holy crap, how scared are they of this guy? And the answer is pretty damn scared. We are in some incredible madness here. We are in some incredible dangerous time here. Because what we are witnessing is not a, a demand for, for the truth or, 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 or an investigation that is based in rational thought. Because an investigation based in rational thought doesn't require a raid of 30 FBI agents. It doesn't. This is about creating a scene, creating a, a a visual to which those who want to do Trump the most damage are able to succeed. This is about utilizing the FBI. The Justice Department, utilizing the FBI to smear Trump. Which is weird because... That doesn't need to happen. None of this needed to happen, but it did happen. Now, there are questions about whether the FBI engaged legally and lawfully. We're going to discuss that. There's conversations about whether or not Trump actually broke the law by having uh, this information. We're going to discuss that. There is a question about whether or not there's an abuse of power from a House committee. We're going to get into that. And then there's the politics of the whole thing. I wanted to give you the data. I wanted to give you the, the where, where people are on the thoughts and the ideas. But you'll notice that this caught everybody by surprise. Democrats weren't ready for this. Republicans weren't ready for this. Nobody was ready for this. Nobody was ready for a raid. Why the hell did they do it? That's the part that's political. And that political is very very damaging. I will explain why coming up. Keep it here. I'm Tony Katz.
2: When I was 6 years old, I broke my leg.
0: So the people over at Moody's
2: I, was from my and
0: I don't know if they meant to uh, proving a conversation that we had here. That this Inflation Reduction Act, which doesn't reduce inflation, no one's even talking about it reducing inflation, doesn't reduce inflation. We discussed the Bank of England, Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, and what we said about the Bank of England was they expected inflation to get back to their target rate of 2% in 2025. You're like, holy cow, three years? Three years, well, according to the people at Moody's, Moody's Investor Service. They said that the Inflation Reduction Act will eventually cut the deficit and bring down inflation over the long term in two to three years. Two to three years. Oh, so 2025, just like the Bank of England thought for for their rates. If that's the case, why do we need this legislation? We couldn't cut the deficit on our own by just not engaging in so much spending. Therefore, not as much borrowing. We couldn't bring down debt overall. The market won't eventually get to correction if we figure out supply chain issues and start being proactive on that. We didn't need to spend $740 billion. This thing doesn't reduce inflation in the slightest. As a matter of fact, we should expect more than three years. I'm Tony Katz. The raid of President Trump's home in Florida, Mar-a-Lago, leads one to many questions. Was a raid necessary? Did President Trump break the law? Did he have in his possession classified information? Is he not allowed to? Could he have declassified it as President of the United States when he took it with him? Was a warrant necessary? What happened here... What would be the legal reasoning for a warrant requiring 30 FBI agents to deliver it? Tony Katz tony katz today william jacobson joins us right now cornell law professor the mind behind legal insurrection.com uh, yeah. you have got certainly a take on this referring to it and in a in a article that you put out yesterday last night this is a provocation they are trying to get a reaction that allows a further crackdown and literally warning former president trump don't take the bait uh let's start with the 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 pretense to this warrant what is it that you have read what is it that you have seen and is there something here that is a standard for the fbi a burden of proof that a judge would sign off on saying clearly you have to go to the house and bring 30 agents with you
2: well uh, we don't there's a lot we don't know i mean we have to say that right now i mean we know what the New York Times and CNN and even Fox News are reporting, they're being told that this regards records that uh, the National Archives are saying Trump shouldn't have taken with him. Those records may or may not include classified information. And that's the purported basis for the warrant. And there are potential crimes there. They're usually not prosecuted. But to go to a judge... You don't need to convince the judge that this is politically wise. You just need to convince the judge that you've met the standard to execute a search warrant, that you've met that threshold that you have reason to believe a crime was committed, uh, here's what the crime potentially is, and here's the evidence we think is at a certain location. So everybody's saying you have to meet this super high threshold when it's a former president. I think politically that's correct. violation uh, but they're really looking for something else but what? you know so there's a lot of mystery
0: here I, I don't disagree but one of the conversations has been that yes a president can declassify anything that they choose and just the act of taking the documents which th- th- people knew about i mean this this was a, a story that there had already been conversations with the fbi about documents but that in and of itself could have declassified them is that a legitimate
2: take I don't know the answer to whether the mere removal of the documents constitutes declassification, so I don't know the, the answer to that, but you make a very good point. None of this is new. Why raid the place? There, this has been in the news for months. I remember hearing about this two or three or four months ago, that there was some dispute regarding the archives that he took with him. This is not new. Uh, one of the things that has come out is that the Trump lawyers have been in negotiations with the government, and apparently, the government was even at Mar-a-Lago with the Trump lawyers at some point in the past. Uh, and so, none of the, why a raid? None of it makes sense unless you're trying to provoke something, or unless you have some completely other agenda. when they
0: raided mar a Talking to William Jacobson, Cornell Law Professor of the Mind behind LegalInsurrection.com. Uh, I'll get into the politics of it, of it later, and I encourage people to go to LegalInsurrection.com and, and read your post. It's that wanting to understand certain things about how a warrant uh, get, gets executed, uh, you're right that you don't have to prove that it's politically smart, but you would have to... Um, You'd have to you have to show the judge something, and is is it as simple as well? We believe uh, that he has these classified documents, and we have to go get them. Is it as simple as that?
2: It could have been. I mean, it could have been. We don't know because we haven't seen the warrant. We haven't seen any of the papers. They've been filed under seal in court, and the government's not releasing it. Uh, so. It could be as simple as, hey, Judge, no biggie here. There's this address in Palm Beach that has records we want. Obviously, everybody would have known whose address it is and what it is. But my point is it could literally be as simple as uh, stolen property is located. We want to execute a search warrant for evidence of the crime.
0: Now let's get into where um – it gets interesting. You posted this uh, on Legal Insurrection, um, and this is about uh, U.S. Code, eighteen U.S. Code, twenty seventy one. Mark Elias, who is a a, a progressive uh, leaning lawyer, worked with Hillary Clinton. A lot of questionable things uh, about him and about his his uh, law firm associations. Uh, discussing this 18 CO- U.S. Code 2071 about how whoever has custody of such a record shall be for- shall forfeit his office and be disqualified from holding any office under the United States. Um, it would seem to me, based on reading it and not being a lawyer, that it's not about being um, sh- proven guilty. It's about having the custody of such a record or engaged in, in somehow destroying such a record that's a fine and that's an imprisonment um, and now I assume of course that, that that someone has to be found guilty um, but does someone have to be found guilty in a court to be disqualified from withholding an office meaning is this the reason for the raid to be able to say aha you can't run for president again
2: well a couple of points here one Mark Alloy Elias is the premier Democrat election lawyer. He's the one who fought all the fights in 2020 and is fighting them in 2022 to try to change election laws, to get, try to get judges to overturn legislation. He also was at the law firm and was involved in the funding of the Steele dossier. His law firm, and he was had involvement, that's been documented, um, was the one who uh, hired uh, Fusion GPS, which hired steel to write the dossier. They were essentially a cover for the Clinton campaign, where they were the Clinton campaign's law firm. So he is a very tied-in guy. And he tweeted that maybe this statute is what it's all about. Now, there's several problems with the statute, one of which, when you're talking about uh, excluding somebody from running for president, I mean, the Constitution has provisions in it as to the qualification to be president So there's a real question whether legislation could override the constitutional requirements. The Constitution also has a provision for barring somebody from running for office. It's called impeachment. uh, And that could be one of the remedies. So I don't think it would be effective. But the fact that Mark Elias is tweeting it out is a clue that this is what the end game is for the Democrats. They do not want. Trump running. They want him boxed out, however they can get him boxed out. I don't think it would be effective invoking the statute, but it's something they, their lawyer, their key election lawyer, is talking about.
0: Talking to William Jacobson, Cornell Law Professor of the Mind Behind LegalInsurrection.com. It's interesting. As I'm talking to you, I, I, I've got people uh, saying, what's the point of this interview? He doesn't know anything because we don't know anything from the FBI unless he unless he's a Cornell Law Professor and a psychic FBI agent. This is nonsense. So, so uh, people very much very interested in not having this be just a general conversation about what do we know? What does the data tell us? How do some of these legal things work Andrew Cuomo sorry about that Andrew Cuomo the former governor of New York putting out that the Department of Justice must immediately explain the reason for its raid of Trump's Mar-a-Lago. And it's it's kind of remarkable that it has to be much more than a search for inconsequential archives or it will be viewed as a political tactic and undermine any future credible investigation and legitimacy of the January 6th investigations. Some people are desperate to put their head in the sand, some people are desperate not to talk about it, and some people are laying it out there, you better have a real provocation for this. Already, people, while you and I are discussing the, just the nuts and bolts of what went on here, and you have gotten into a bit of the political about why you think this took place, there are other people who are saying, this is an incredibly bad look, and if the FBI doesn't back this up and the DOJ right quick, this is going to be terrible for the country.
2: Yeah, well, in terms of any complaints, we only can know what we can know. I mean, the FBI has not released anything. They could have unsealed the warrant. They could have done a lot of other things. They could have given an explanation, like even Democrat politicians are calling on them to explain this. So we can only know what we know. We do know that the FBI has a long history of targeting Donald Trump. The then director of the FBI, James Comey, admitted in Congressional testimony that he set Trump up. I think it was the day Trump got inaugurated or the next day, but within the first day or two, he went to the White House for the specific purpose of setting Trump up on the steel, steel dossier so that what would happen is the steel dossier, the networks weren't going to run with it because they didn't feel it was, they had the foundation. But Comey went there and discussed it with Trump. Now the news item was Comey discussed it with Trump. That was a setup. And it was then leaked to CNN, which ran with the story. So all those people saying, you're speculating, you don't know. Well, we do know that the FBI has a history of going after Trump in a very seedy way. And so I think the presumption going into this is that if they're doing a record search, which is something that's normally not done, I mean, they didn't do it to Hillary Clinton, Uh, when she had her server at home. So, and they've been interacting with Trump's lawyers, and this is something that's been known for several months. So I think it's fair to read into this, that until the FBI shows otherwise, we have to assume this is politically tainted, just like so much of the other politically tainted stuff they've done to Donald Trump. And that's where I'm coming from. Until we know more, this has a really bad look, and when even Andrew them to release the information and give an explanation. Uh, You know, yesterday, I don't normally watch CNN and MSNBC, but when there are events that happen, I think it's really helpful to see what the other side... I agree, yeah. And I went there yesterday. Now, I didn't watch all day, but when I went there and I flipped back and forth, let me tell you, uh, David Axelrod, uh, Obama's former uh, chief associate, uh, was on there and others saying, there better be something really big here because that was
0: It's it's funny the 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 objective was to j- get data, but it, it's 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 amazing how many people online and 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 as we discuss it, how this swings so incredibly incredibly political so quickly, and it was just it's it's re- remarkable that the default reaction between those people in the know and those people who are thinking and those people who are just. Hyperpartisan, who desperately needed to be to uh, some political agenda, and which is about attacking the people they disagree with and destroying them, as opposed to recognizing where the American people are, how people respond to these things, which isn't in a legal way, is in an emotional, passionate way. William Jacobson, Cornell Law Professor, the mind behind legal insurrection. I appreciate you taking the time to be with us. That passionate way is, is, is this is the statement of this isn't right. This is not how we're supposed to do things. And when you have a, a, an, an Axelrod or others engaging that conversation, man, oh man, oh man. And, and Andrew Cuomo, that speaks volumes. Uh, much bigger volumes than uh, people on Twitter who desperately want to dismiss you. Keep it here. I'm Tony Katz. I got this feeling
2: inside my bones. It goes electric way- turn on my city
0: off my home no ceiling I love this piece from Bill Gates smacking around ESG that's environment social governance it's this idea that if you're not woke enough you can't get a, a loan you shouldn't be in business you have to jump through hoops it's it's this Global reengineering thought process, and this from 2019. So a lot of people are very optimistic, as you know, with wind and solar, the renewables cost coming down, the battery costs are coming down. You think that's enough,
2: or do you no, think they need more? No, that is money? so disappointing. Uh, <laughs> I mean, really, uh, the uh, Voslov yesterday, uh, he, he said, "Okay, here's Tokyo, 27 million people." You have three days uh, of a cyclone basically every year. It's 22 gigawatts uh, rate over three days. You know, tell me what battery solution uh,
1: is going to sit there and provide that power. I mean, let's not joke around. You're multiple orders of magnitude. You know, oh, a hundred dollars. I
0: didn't realize how long the clip was until the time I had left. His point was, These people can't figure out CO2 output to having a battery that works. ESG keeps things from working.